0: Thank you so much, uh, Brett. I now know uh, someone to put on the list for delivering my eulogy in the future. <laughs> appreciate that. Uh, as I came in and watched you eating, I thought the loaves and fish still work. Isn't that wonderful how, is it, you know, you can always get a, you will never lack for an audience there, uh, praise the Lord. Uh, we learned that in the seminary. What a blessed privilege it is to to be here and to chat uh, with you a bit. I, uh, I want to talk about uh, two basic things. One is become 10 times better because I believe that the bar is too low for many of us. And a corollary of that is winning with God's word. Because we talk about faith and politics uh, but faith is all about God's word. Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And Hebrews eleven six 6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's the only spiritual attribute that the Bible declares. If you don't have it, it is impossible to please God. Now the truth of the matter is there are many people who are concerned and and even filled with consternation right now on Capitol Hill. I have lawmakers who come to me and say, "Chapman, what are we gonna do? Um, I have staffers who come and they're concerned about the political climate, the polarization, the challenges we are facing. And as the impending impeachment approaches, There are those who have tremendous concern about that. And yet I think what was said of Nero's household in Philippians 4, there are saints in Caesar's household, can be said of Capitol Hill. I think there are spiritually fit, robust, ethically uh, ready people on, on Capitol Hill. And there are lawmakers who actually uh, have a spirituality that is much greater than what I can bring to the table. I'm a boy from the hood. You know, you can push my buttons and all of a sudden uh, I, I make a speedy regression to So, and there are lawmakers who actually have just, uh, they just have an amazing spirituality in a sense uh, are pastors To me, and I I feel blessed by that. Um, I've had the feeling that we are like Harry Potter. We have far more power than we realize. We're like the little house church, in my neighborhood we would call it a storefront, the little house church in Acts chapter 12 the home of Mary, where a group of women, the Bible says, are praying for the impossible. Peter is tethered between two soldiers. He is scheduled for execution. Herod has already killed James. And these people are praying with a faith deficit. Lord, please deliver Peter Peter from certain death. And the reality is many times when we pray on Capitol Hill, we're feeling the same way, okay? Lord, let your will be done in the, you know, in this, whatever is going on, okay? And we're praying, if we're honest, not really believing that God is going to do anything, not really believing the word of God in James 5, 16 and 17, when it says the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous avail much and we throw in the caveat you know if it is your will and if it is your will means I know you're not going to do it but I want to cover myself okay <laughs> you know God you can't be too careful I want to go oh Lord if it is your will okay the reality is if I'm sick I mean, I want the will of God to be done. But if I'm sick, I don't want somebody coming in, laying hands on me up there. Tell me if it is your will for the chaplain. No, no, no. Bring me somebody in there who's got a little more going on in terms of faith than that. You know, Joshua commanded the son to stand still. Bring me in some Joshua's, OK, <laughs> uh, to, to rebuke. And with his stripes, we are, you know, bring me some of my Church of God and Christ friends in there. Don't be bringing me, you know. I started to say Presbyterian, but I'm not going to say that because uh, I, I don't need you to read a prayer at that time. So we we we. Oops. Where did that come from? What is going on here? Is that the voice coming from somewhere? So um, here are these women praying. And their prayer triggers air support. And God sends an angel. And extricates Peter from an impossible predicament. And Peter goes and knocks on the door. Now, there's already an APB out for him, and he's knocking on the door. And Rhoda, one of my favorite names for a female, I've got three sons, prayed, fasted for a daughter. Lord said you wouldn't be able to handle one, but I would have named her Rhoda. Any rotas in here? Any? Do we have a single Rhoda? Okay. Rhoda comes to the door, <laughs> looks out, sees Peter, and le- that's why we don't have any rotas. Leaves Peter at the door, okay, <laughs> with all of the danger. Goes back in, and the people are doing, you know, they're doing, I mean, Pentecostal style praying, you know, Father, I stretch my hands to thee. You, I don't want to scare you, but they're doing it, okay? And he's knocking at the door, and she says, Peter's at the door, Peter's at the door, and they look up. It is an answer to prayer. That is what they're praying for, and, and it says in the original Greek, it says, you tripping, girlfriend, what's going on with you? <laughs> What is your problem? It can't be Pete. It may be his spirit, but what are you praying for? You got more power than you realize. And faith the size of the grain of a mustard seed will move mountains. And so what I want to challenge us to do with regard to this impending impeachment is to put a little House of Mary prayer power and prayer pressure on this thing, and Brett knows I've been doing it in my chief of staff Bible study. I'll be cha- I challenge the senators. You should have seen us yesterday. And they were stretching their hands forth as a a symbol of belief. I believe God wants to show himself strong in a situation where people are saying, oh, you know, it's the same old, same old. I think God wants to do the counterintuitive. I think God wants to have his name glorified in response to the fervent intercession of his people. But James 4, 2 says, you have not because you ask not. And there are some blessings you will never get because they come by request only. So that's a challenge and I'll talk about that a little later. Now, I get the idea of becoming 10 times better from Daniel chapter 1, verse 20. Daniel and his friends had essentially as POWs entered a PhD program offered by a progressive dictator by the name of Nebuchadnezzar. Had a little problem at the early stages of their matriculation because Nebuchadnezzar said, all of the students have to eat from my table, drink the wine from my table, the Chateaubriand from my table. And Daniel and his friends knew, number one, a lot of the food was on the hit list of Leviticus 11 and Deuteronomy 14. And a lot of the food had been offered to idols. But because Daniel knew God wants living sacrifices, not martyrs. He worked out a win-win with Arioch, the prince of the eunuchs. Daniel 1.8 says, and Daniel purposed in his heart. There's some things you have to resolve ahead of time. Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. Not a bad mission statement for your life, purposing in your heart that you will not defile yourself. Daniel said, I am delighted. This is finessing in a political environment. I'm delighted that that the king is interested in health and fitness, Praise God, we we have a progressive monarch, but I believe we have a better plan. And give us vegetables and water for 10 days. And then bring in your physicians, examine us, examine the students who are eating uh, Nebuchadnezzar's high cholesterol food (laughs) and see which plan works better. And they did it, God bless them of course as well, And many scholars believe that for the entire three year period, they continued on that diet of vegetables and water, what we call plant-based diets today. That's why we have the Beyond Burgers and the Impossible Whoppers. My wife, who is definitely a carnivore, said it is impossible. But then we're not going there. Not not going there. This is being taped, and I don't want this to get back to my wife. Okay. Wonderful woman, by the way. One of the best things, testing, testing that ever happened in my life. God sent. Praise the Lord for Brenda. What a what a Karen knows. A wonderful, wonderful spouse. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says at the end of their training, Nebuchadnezzar gave them the equivalent of doctoral orals and found them 10 times better than all of of the other students in the program. Now, the Holy Spirit is not given to the hyperbolic. He says 10 times better. It's 10 times better. Now, I'm going to say a, a very polarizing name, but it's for a purpose, so please don't get upset with me. LeBron James. Now don't get upset. Don't get upset. OK. All right. OK. LeBron is my boo. OK. I'm going. I got I got to, You know, what do they say? Uh, self-disclosure here. You know, for, yeah. And I follow him. And I, I became interested in LeBron's career when he left the Cavaliers the first time and they treated him like a runaway slave and were burning his uniform and effigy and all of that kind of thing. When he went to the Miami Heat, and that was, until I became a LeBron fan. But as good as LeBron is, LeBron is not twice as good as the least among the National Basketball Association players. So to say 10 times better is truly remarkable if Daniel and his compatriots truly were. And the reality is it didn't just say Daniel. If I were writing this story, Daniel would be Superman. You you can't have four super people. But they had the same connection and the same strategy. And the same word of God. That was why they said we can't eat this food. It was because of their training in the Torah. So quickly, why were they 10 times better? If you're taking notes... First, because they trusted the unfolding of God's providence. Daniel 1 verse 1 says, And God gave gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. God gave good king Jehoiakim into the hands of a crazy king. Nebuchadnezzar was certifiable. Okay. Nebuchadnezzar was the guy when he couldn't remember the dream said, kill all the wise men. Oh, and by the way, the members of their family too. Oops, yep. And by the way, make their homes dunghills. And you know, you had a bad day. It was it was rough in Nebuchadnezzar. He was the one who said, Heat the furnace seven times. I don't know how you do that, Brad. Seven times high. It's not hot. I know how to kill it, but I want that Bible right. That was Nebuchadnezzar. You look in a Bible dictionary under crazy and you will see a photograph of Nebuchadnezzar. That's how bad off this guy was, okay? And yet in the providence of God, God gave. God, listen to me, God is in charge. This is my father's world. Oh, let me never forget that though the wrong seems off so strong, God is. The ruler yet Proverbs 21 verse one says the heart of the king is in his hands and my God turns that heart any way he desires. He is not on his throne looking at the sun and the whole world. What we're going to do? What we're going to do? He is the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent superintendent of the universe. Okay. So second, make a commitment not to defile yourself. But Daniel purposed in his heart. And that means you've got to reflect on that. You've got to think about that ahead. I will not defile myself. The only way the enemy can take you out (laughs) is if you step outside of the circle of God's favor. The fifth Psalm verse 12 says, the righteous are surrounded with the shield of God's favor. They even complain. In the story of Job, the devil complained. You got a hedge around him. I can't even get to him. Give me permission. Please let me hit him. Okay. So make a commitment to integrity. The third thing if you're going to become 10 times better is to expect God to equip you for the doors he will open. Daniel 1:17. It's all there in the first chapter of Daniel. It says God gave Daniel and his friends the ability to understand languages. They, you know, they they had to learn the Babylonian language. They were of a different race different training. He gave Daniel the special ability to interpret dreams. God equips you for the doors he will open. I've often said, if God had given me a voice like Pee Wee Herman, I would not be the chaplain of the United States Senate. You know, they invite you as guest chaplain. They're, All right, chaplain, I understand. Okay, bring him over to be the guest chaplain. So they brought me over, you know. Uh, the Senate will come now come to order. Our guest chaplain today is Admiral Barry Black, uh, from the chief of chaplains for the uh, United States Navy. You come up now. Let us pray. That's not gonna work. That is not God. Next, you know that that is not gonna work. Eternal Lord God. Okay, so God equips you. Can I get a witness? God, God equips you for the doors that He will open, and you are special. Make no mistake about it. You don't. You you you've been vetted. I wouldn't be surprised if some opposition research <laughs> has been done on you. Okay, you have been vetted. You've seen it all. Okay. And like Daniel and his friends, if you trust God's unfolding providence, if you make a commitment not to defile yourself, and if you expect God to give you what you need when you need it. What was said of Daniel, Acts says God is no respect of person. What was said of Daniel and his compatriots will be said of you, and they were 10 times better. Now, next phase, because I see uh, my boss here, Suzanne, and she's okay. um, How do you do that? We talked about the criticality of faith. And the criticality of the word of God to faith. Hebrews 4, 12 and 13 is my favorite Bible passage on faith. I'm sorry, on the word of God, which is where we get faith. And Hebrews 4, 12 and 13 says, and the word of God is quick. You've heard of the quick and the dead. (laughs) Quick means it's alive. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing the dividing asunder of bone and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the human heart i don't know where i would be without the word of god my mother gave my siblings and me five cents that was big money back in the day five cents for every bible verse we memorize she eventually put us on the flat rate but the five cents you can't make more than a quarter but five. Cents. <laughs> I know all of the short verses in the Bible. I'm serious, I'm serious. This is not, I mean, I, if it's five words or less, I know it. My favorite Bible verse is John 11:35. Jesus wept. It's a powerful verse, wonderful. <laughs> Second favorite is Luke 17:32. remember Lot's wife. Wonderful, this is a powerful, this is a, a powerful verse, okay, okay. I love 1 Thessalonians 5. Pray without ceasing. Wonderful word from the Lord. These verses, picking them low-hanging fruit. <laughs> I fell in love with the book of Proverbs because the verses are short. And one day I read Proverbs 1:10 and memorized it, got my nickel. My son, if my son, if sinners entice thee. My mother insisted on the King James Version. Okay? She said, if it was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for us. Okay? Yes, ma'am. Okay, you did not argue (laughs) with the daughter of a South Carolina sharecropper. Yes, ma'am, whatever you say. Okay? Because you didn't be out there picking switches. You know, go out there and pick a switch. And that helps your prayer life, by the way. But anyway, my son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. And on that day, I had peers tell me, go along with us, we're going to get back at someone. Inner city of Baltimore, Maryland. And I, I felt the intonations, the reverberations of that. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. My mother knew what I did not know. The 119th Psalm, verse 11, uh, it says, your word I have hidden in my heart that I may not sin against thee. On that day, those two young men that I declined did not just get back at somebody, they, They killed somebody. The judicial consequence was life in prison. And I learned as I watched their saga play out on WMAR-TV, Channel 2, WBAL-TV, I was just 13 years old. As their story played out that if I had been there, even if I were there quoting scripture, I would have received the same penalty. I literally owe my life to the fact that the word of God is alive, the word of God is effective, the word of God is penetrating, and the word of God is scrutinizing. It is the discerner, Hebrews 4, 12 and 13, of the thoughts and the intents of the human heart. We do not so much search God's word as his word searches us. And what I want to recommend for you to do is this strategy. First of all, find a Bible that really appeals to you in terms of translation. Go to a Bible bookstore. And get one of your favorite passages, the 23rd Psalm, and you'll see all of these Bible translations, 15, 20, start picking them up and reading the 23rd Psalm until you come across one. I'm partial to the New Living Translation, but you come across one where you say, wow, now that's what I'm talking about. That should be your devotional Bible. Some of us are intimidated because we can't find. We see people in church who can find. Pastor says Romans eight twenty-eight, and they're looking at it he's saying, "What? You know, you use that." Well, let me let me help you out. I'm, and I'm not saying Holy Spirit. Table of contents. <laughs> <laughs> Just open the table of contents. It will take you to the page. Okay, that's that. Now I want to make three quick suggestions. Read a psalm. Book of Psalms is. <laughs> A book of prayers. Get a psalm in your system for breakfast. And talk to God about what you're reading. I call it praying the scriptures. It'll put your prayer life on steroid. Get a proverb for lunch. I'm talking about three meals a day. Get a proverb for lunch. 31 chapters in Proverbs. Get a proverb, you know. Uh, the greatest success manual ever written. I have I have been reading a chapter from Proverbs every day since I was 15 years old. I haven't missed, and I don't want, you don't even wanna know how long that is, okay, because we go to another century, okay, it, 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 um, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, the boys, okay. okay. But I've been doing it for a long, long time. One lady once asked me, how old are you chaplain? I said, ma'am, I'm, you know I'm retired military, that information is classified. I, I, could, I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you after I told you. Tell me a little bit about you. I said, oh, no, no, no. She said, I can figure it out. I said, okay, well, I was a missionary to South America. Oh, okay. I, I pastored 11 churches in North Okay. Oh, no, no, no. I was 27 years in the, in, in the Navy. Oh, no, no, no. I've been in the Senate for 16 years. Oh, no, no, no. I got it. I told you, you're 89 years old. Okay, so. Yeah. Anyway it's a long time long time i got moisturizing lotion older than most of you okay but anyway Um, but that 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 word is alive and it's powerful and it, it, it 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 knows what you need so get that proverb in you for lunch and then get some gospel in you for supper before you go to bed three solid meals Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, my four favorite writers, the biography of our Lord. Listen, our Lord says in John 5:39, "Search the scriptures for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and these are they which testify of me." And then he says in John 17:3, "This is life eternal, that they might know thee the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent." So, you get those three solid meals a day a Psalm for breakfast, a proverb for lunch, and get some gospel in you, a chapter from one of the gospels, and a little hint, Mark is the shortest gospel. (laughs) You wanna start out and get the Cliff Notes version before you get into Luke. And listen, if you're going to try to read the Bible through, avoid Leviticus. Let me warn you, avoid Leviticus, okay? You're not gonna, there are more people who've been taken out at Leviticus. (laughs) Chaplain of my new year's resolution, the devil is a liar, I'm going to read it through. Genesis is all them nice story. Exodus said, but Leviticus will take you out. In fact, that ought to be the last book that you read. And if you want to get some quick books under your belt, get the, the letters of Paul. Paul, the epistles are letters, you know? Jude is one page, okay? Have you, yes, I read a book from the Bible today. You know, that's one little page, you know? You know that, that, that one chapter, okay? First and second, third John. Anything that has first or second or third on it, low-hanging fruit. Get those things under your belt. Have you read it? Yes, I've read. I've only read 40 of the books so far, but you know, get the low-hanging fruit. Get a running start. And you will discover, you will discover uh, the word of God will will be a GPS, a godly positioning system, a lamp for your feet and a light for your path. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. I open myself to any questions you may have. Okay. Thank you.